0: I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey, y'all, we're back. I, I've done a few things here recently on the last couple about... Uh, rifling, and uh, boy, what a response I got, and, uh, but everybody was telling me stuff about different forms, more different forms of, of etching, or, uh, mechanical and chemical, rifle. and I said, whoa, okay. And one caught my attention was uh, one of the guys from uh, uh, Modern Classic Firearms, a fellow by the name of uh, Dobby Miko. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, lives up in Wyoming, and um, he, he, sent, he sent me some information on uh, a comment, says that he didn't know if I was aware of it, but there's a, another form or a new form of rifling called, and I'm going to say cation, uh, cation rifling, which uses acids to etch rifling into the barrel. He says the late great Coon in Arms used this uh, style of uh, rifling and how it works he says that's be above his pay grade but uh... and i got some information and uh... and then at the same time i got some requests about coon uh... coon in arms is a fine gun as far as i'm concerned i have a friend that owns one and i had an opportunity to pick one up which i stupidly passed out and i've actually fired him. and uh... i really like him now but uh getting that past my chief financial officer it's a, kind of a problem if you understand but anyway the uh, now i hope i'm pronouncing this right cation rifling is a recently developed method of rifling a gun barrel by removing metal using acid now the cations that's the, the cation system now in this system the barrel blank is first drilled and reamed in a normal manner next a rod with a series of grooved with Uh, wipes is pushed through the bore while being positively rotated at the desired twist rate. Now each wipe deposits grooves within the trail of a very strong acid which immediately begins eating into the surface of the bore. Now the the strength and type of acid and the dwell time it's allowed to remain on the bore uh, can be varied uh, to obtain the desired groove depth and to suit the metallurgy. Now, when the acid has eaten into the surface to the, to the desired amount, a neutralizing liquid is flushed through the bore to stop the acid's action. Now, in practice, its uh, very close tolerances can be held doing this. Uh, the system works very well on metal alloys that cannot be easily cut, buttoned, or hammer-forged. All right. Now the advantages of this is uh, it doesn't use any cutters, no buttons, or no mandrels. No, uh, it's a flexible system that can be uh, easily vary size and number of grooves and twist rates. Uh, produces excellent bore finish and does not impose stress on the barrel, and will rifle hard or exotic metal alloys that cannot be rifled by any other means. Now the disadvantages of this is it's, it's very expensive. Uh, requires uh, storage and handling of strong acids and neutralizers, and the system's not really that well known. Now, I looked, and I I did some sincerely in depth, uh, as far as I could get, uh, digging into some information about how Kunin did their barrels. And I got a lot of information, but nothing to say that tell me that they definitely did it but i i've heard people tell me that yes they used to use this method to rifle their barrels but you know i can't say that you know for facts but uh and then i got some information some requests talk about what happened to Coonin. and i said well they're out of business but uh dan Coonin designed the m1911 base 357 chambered uh, Coonan pistol while still in college, and started manufacturing it until late 1970s. Now Coonan sold Coonan Arms to Bill Davis in 1985, and five years later he left the company. Now in 1994, Coonan Arms filed Chapter 11 and eventually was incorporated by J.S. Worldwide Distribution. Both Coonan Arms and J.S. Worldwide were dissolved in 1998. So, Dan Koonin met a fellow by the name of Dave Neville, who, uh, when their daughters were going to school together, and in 2009, they joined forces with Gordy Davis to form the Koonin Incorporated. Now, it reintroduced the Koonin 357 Magnum semi automatic pistol, calling it the Classic. And the stainless steel Koonin Classic 357 Magnum automatic has 18 parts that are interchangeable, six parts that require some modification from the original M1911 design and the remainder are unique to Kunin's design. Now, for example, the barrel does not have a link, but does have a muzzle bushing. The barrel flares larger at the end for a smoother and tighter lockup. The the sample pistols fit and finish were excellent with all their Parts well machined and devoid of tooling marks. Now, every one of them I've seen, I just drew, I try to keep from getting drool on them, but anyway, that's me. Now, the gun features a large full length dust cover, and while not actually much larger than a standard M1911, the gun gives the overall perception of being a larger handgun. Now, for example, the grip, just below the grip safety. Uh, measures 2.2 inches wide compared to a Smith & Wesson M1911-45 ACP, which measures 1.95 inches. And di- the distance from the grip safety in the uh, the collapsed position to the trigger is 2.83 inches compared to Smith & Wesson's 2.73 inches. Now the front of the trigger guard is about a quarter inch further back from the grip on the Kunin. And, of course, the magazines are larger to accommodate the longer cartridges, so the grip size reflects that. Now, the magazine holds seven cartridges, giving the pistol an over-round eight-round ro- uh, eight capacity. A uh, 357 Magnum cartridge was developed for a revolver, where it could headspace uh, off the rim. Now, traditionally, feeding of a, feeding, uh, a rimmed centerfire cartridge has been pl- problematic in a box-fed magazine. Uh, firearm. Uh, that problem, however, has been addressed well within the Kunin. And now uh, the cartridges are staggered with each rim, uh, the rim of each cartridge in front of the one below it in the magazine. Although the Kunin's grip frame is larger uh, than that of a standard 1911, and after having several shooters, tr- several people I knew that uh, tried this gun out, they, they uh, they thought, hey, that's not an issue, not even that. But anyway, because it's going to have a little longer grip on it. Now, some shooters I've talked to, however, may have found it difficult to reach the magazine button with the right thumb. Then you, I looked down, they had, they had hands like a, you know, little hands. Yeah. <laughs> so the sights are dovetailed into the slide, and the front sight for... Uh, has a serrated black ramp now with a with a steep contour. While the the black rear sight was adjustable for elevation, on just a single screw of it. Now windage is controlled by drifting the sight into the dovetail on the front. Now Trigicons night sights are also available as an options for this. Now the safety it's it's right hand only, but I've heard that most any aftermarket ambidextrous 1911 safety fits. And the extractor is the external style. The slide release is oversized for easy use. And the two-stage trigger is uh, a pivoting design inspired as well as the linkless barrel by Browning high-power pistol. Now, the, the break was clean, is clean on these guns, just about three pounds, three ounces. And uh, the stocks are smooth black walnut with the Coon and Logo laser engraved into the center. And... Um, like I said, whenever I've shot one of these pistols with uh, 357 loads with the bullet weights from 125 to 180 grain, it ran well with most, but it didn't function properly with reduced power personal defense. Uh, it, um, When the gun was fed with full power 357 mag ammunition, uh, no problem, ran just fine, but Kunin uh, could serve well as a dual-purpose pistol pressed into hunting or in defensive roles. Now, the company uh, advertises that uh, looking for your first pistol, well, this is it. <laughs> They're right. The Kunin is a powerful, high-performance handgun, and like anything else uh, that's high-performance, it runs best with a narrow band and requires careful attention to detail. But that attention comes... With the reward of an ultra high ballistic performance of a 1911 platform, it's a it's a it's a beautiful gun. I just wish that it didn't cost so much. But anyway, um, a lot of people got in touch with me and asked to hear about the Kuna. and I says, okay, I believe I've done it before, but I couldn't find it in my records. And but anyway, it it's a nice gun, overall nice gun. But unfortunately, it's out of my reach. So. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you know, shoot me, an, shoot me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. Or go to our Facebook page, Gunsmoke Gunsmoke. And uh, you'll see, you'll see uh, things about the nice people at Modern Classic Firearms and Classic Firearms. Uh, that group there. You ought to check them out. There's some very knowledgeable people on there. And uh, I've learned a lot from them and made a lot of good friends. But anyway, so uh, till the next time, y'all take care.